0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Hey Molly, you seen my hammer any place? I gotta have my hammer. You seen my hammer with the No, w- no, dear not since you laid it down last June. Where did you Oh, put- I know. I put it right here in the hall closet. Right? No,
2: McGee, don't open that box. <laughs>
3: Yes, it's Fibber McGee and Molly. Every night, Monday through Friday, NBC brings you the Fibber McGee and Molly program, transcribed, written by Phil Leslie, and directed by Max Hutto. safe driver. If you know what makes him stay alive on the highways, you may be able to follow his good example. He's not too hard to find. You can always spot him by the way he drives. He shows courtesy for other drivers by signaling turns and giving them the benefit of any doubt. He knows that speed is his greatest enemy, so he slows down at night in bad weather, in crowded traffic, and on narrow roads. He knows and obeys the laws written to help save his life. And most important of all, he drives as though the country's highway accident problem is his personal problem, which it is. Remember, a few accidents happened with safe drivers. Are you one of them?
1: Ah, tackle box stuffed salmon. Gotta varnish that salmon one of these days. Ah, my old mandolin. Ah, and that's it. Hm, no hammer.
2: It, dearie. Here it is in the fruit bowl.
1: Oh, that's where I left my hammer. Give me it, will you. I got work to do today. I'm turning over a new leaf.
2: With a hammer? What leaf? The one on the dining room table? I
1: simply mean, my dear, that I have dedicated today to fixing things. I'm going to clean up all the little odd chores that you begged me to do around the house. Today.
2: Well, hallelujah.
1: Betcha. Oh, I'll admit that I've been kind of prone to put things off this summer.
2: You've been kind of prone all summer. I'll admit that. In the hammock, mostly. Ah,
1: but it's going to be different from now on. You're talking to the new McGee, kiddo. A McGee that's full of pepper, energy, ambition, modesty, and a high sense of responsibility. Hmm. The old McGee is gone.
2: Well, get him back here. This new
1: one scares me to death. Oh, <laughs> you love it. You know what I'm going to do first?
2: Rest a while? No.
1: The first thing I'm going to do is hang Aunt Sarah's pitcher back up there on the wall where I took it down from. The time I had to pull the nail, it was hung on and used it to tighten the horns on my moose head when they come loose. The night Uncle Dennis tried to chin himself on him to prove he could, but he couldn't.
2: <laughs> I remember that night. He tried so
1: hard. One reason he couldn't chin himself is on account of because he's got no chin. No. Oh, yeah. His lower lip slopes right into his collar. So hand me Aunt Sarah's picture off the piano there, and I'll get busy. No. Oh, dear, now it starts. Yes. Come
2: in. Oh, Dr. Gamble, do come in, doctor.
1: Hiya, Molly. Hello, Sunny boy. Well, 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 if it isn't Dr. George Gamble U.D. You mean M.D. I mean U.D., the undertaker's delight. Oh, McGee. <laughs> Pay no attention to him, doctor. Oh, it's always a pleasure to see him again, Molly. <laughs> to listen to that sparkling, witty dialogue from that brilliant mind of his. Oh, sure, I'd be a happy man if I had your brains, McGee... Thank you, Doctor. ...in a jar of alcohol. Very amusing, Fatso, very amusing. <laughs> but don't stand there, lard bucket. Pull up a sofa and set a spell. Well, what'd you do all summer? Besides so put on 50 pounds or so. Well, the doctor
2: doesn't look any heavier to me, McGee,
1: are you, Doctor? No, as a matter of fact, Molly, I lost a few pounds this summer.
2: Good for you. For
1: a few days, that is. Found them later, though, they'd slip down into my vest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're still
1: there, too. Well, you kids go ahead and gab a while. I got work to do here.
2: He's cleaning up a few little chores for me, Doctor. Yeah,
1: first thing I got to do is hang this picture of Molly's Aunt Sarah's up. Get a load of this, chromo, will you, Fatso? You ever see a puss like that? Well, I must... Looks just... like something a nearsighted duck hunter just shot a broom off from under, don't she? <laughs> now, McGee,
2: don't start on Aunt Sarah. Oh. Well, no. She
1: seems to be a very nice-looking woman, Molly. <laughs> Shouldn't have had the picture taken when she wasn't well, though. She's obviously in considerable Pain? Pain? Why, she's smiling, Doc. Oh? Why, when she turns on her flashiest smile, looks like she's getting rid of an olive pit. Boy, <laughs> she's the type now of... He, that's bitch. enough
2: about Aunt Sarah. Okay. She's really a very sweet person, Doctor.
1: That uh, wealthy aunt, is it? Oh, that's the one. Loaded. Uh-huh. She's richer than cream gravy, healthy as a horse, and tighter than a bullfighter's pants. If Aunt Sarah can't take it with her, she'll hide it someplace, believe you me. <laughs> oh, you gotta go, Doc?
2: Don't rush off, Doctor.
1: Oh, thanks, but I'd better get along, Molly. I've got to stop by and see a little orphan friend of mine. I oh? promised to take her to a movie this afternoon.
2: Oh, isn't that nice, a little orphan?
1: She's the cutest little thing you ever saw, Molly. And just as cheerful as can be. Well, it... No parents or anything. So I've been trying to brighten up her life a little bit. Well, now, that's pretty darn swell of you, Doc. Yes, it is. Taking time from your busy work to bring a little happiness to an orphan child. How old is she, Doc? 32 and a beauty. See you later, kids.
2: <laughs> Heavenly digs. You don't suppose Cupid took a shot and hit the doctor this summer?
1: <laughs> he couldn't shoot at him and miss, that's for sure. Well, hold this picture now while I drive a nail here. Uh oh. What's the matter? Ah, oh, the hammer handle's loose. Set the pitcher down. I'll run and get my toolbox out of the basement and tighten this hammer.
3: It once seemed that everyone in America was named Smith, Jones, or Brown, but that was a long time ago, and the chances are quite good now that the next person you meet will be Mr. Cohen or Miss Perotti or Mrs. Schumann. Perhaps because so many Americans have roots in the countries of the old world, we're anxious to help those in Europe and Asia who are living in need, or who are actually starving. That's where CARE comes in. For $6.95, CARE delivers a new budget food package in 14 European countries. Or for $10, Care delivers baby food, knitting yarn, or a pure wool blanket. If your name is Smith, Jones, or Brown, and you don't know anyone in the war-ravaged countries, Care will choose a needy family for you, and you'll very likely hear from them after they've received your package. Just send $10 or $6.95 to Care, New York.
1: was a little brook trout didn't he daydream by the hour he dreamed that he went fishing and caught Mr. Eisenhower oh the monkey and the coat. hey
2: did you get the picture hung yet because
1: not yet Molly I gotta tighten the hammer handle first
2: I thought you did that you said you had something in your toolbox to fix it with well the toolbox lid is jammed
1: locks busted I'll have to get my screwdriver and fry the lid off so
2: hold everything dearie you know this is getting to be just like Tuesday nights you know that don't you it better be Well,
0: come in. Oh, hello, mister. Oh, hi, Wimp. Come in, boy. Hello, folks.
2: We haven't seen you for months, Mr. Wimple. Have a nice summer.
0: Oh, just peachy, Mrs. McGee. Uh, Sweetie Face and I... Who, Wimp? Sweetie Face, my big old wife. Oh. Sweetie Face wanted to go to the seashore for the summer, and I wanted to go to the mountains. (laughs) We couldn't agree, so I said, Dear, I said, I'll get a coin and flip you for it.
2: Fair enough.
0: But she said, No, Wallace. I'll flip you for it, and she did. Flipped me over her shoulder and out the window, and I ran through the garage and down the alley and took a bus to Yellowstone National Park. <laughs> it was lovely.
1: Yeah, we've seen it. In newsreels.
2: Did you see the guy, sir, Mr. Wimple?
0: Oh, yes. Old-faithful Kaiser. That's the name. Amazing... No,
1: Wallace, no, old-faithful they call it. Not-not-faithful...
0: Did you ever lean over it when it went off, Mr. McGee? Mm, (laughs) Touche. My goodness. I got my whole face full of old faithful, all right. I, oh, but I almost forgot what I came by for. What? Well, I wrote a sort of a welcome back poem for you and Mrs. McGee. A
2: poem for us? Well, now, isn't that nice, McGee?
0: I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. I'll read it to you. Mm. I call it, Welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. McGee, who are going to be heard over this network every night, Monday through Friday, inclusive.
1: That don't rhyme.
0: That was just the title, Mr. McGee. The poem goes, Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. McGee, back again on NBC. As I look ahead, it makes me shriek. What'll you do five times a week? <laughs> Goodbye, now. <laughs> and then he walks out.
2: You know, that's a pretty good question at that. Yeah, well,
0: maybe I can get
1: back to work here now. Where was I?
2: Well, you were about to hang Aunt Sarah's picture. Oh, yeah. But the hammer handle is loose, so you got the toolbox to get a metal wedge to tighten the hammer handle. Oh,
1: yeah, and the toolbox lid is stuck, and I got to have the screwdriver to pry it open to get the wedge to tighten. Okay, I'll take it from there, Tootsie. Good. Now, let me see once. Where was I? Oh, where'd I put that screw? Screwdriver, screwdriver. Oh, I know. It's in the desk drawer, right where it's handy.
2: Well, good luck with it, dearie. I want to go put some potatoes on for dinner, so keep at it now, will you?
1: Okay, Tootsie. Ah, there goes a good kid. And lucky, too. I can't think just why she's so lucky at the moment, but I...
4: Hi, mister. Hi. Well. Hey, teeny. Hi,
1: gosh, teeny. Come on in, sis. Park the frame. Pull up an ottoman to rest your bottom on.
4: (laughs) mister, you haven't changed a bit, have you?
1: Oh, what you been doing, sis? What's new? Give me a rundown on the latest developments in the lollipop and hopscotch set.
4: Oh, well, I went to camp this summer. Mm Mm-hmm? Mm-hmm. And Willie Toops had the Mm Chicklepots, and um, my little dog, Margaret, he had a kitten, and... whoop
1: whoop whoop! hold it. Mm Hmm? Your dog had what?
4: My little dog, Margaret, he had a kitten. No, no,
1: no, you're you're a little biologically confused here dogs don't have kittens.
4: My dog did, I betcha. What? He had a little bitty kitten up a telephone pole, and he wouldn't let him down, so my daddy got a Okay,
1: okay, okay. How's school? You like it this year?
4: Oh, sure. (laughs) It's just wonderful, mister. Mm -hmm. We got a new teacher, and her name is Miss Matthews. Oh, Miss Mm
1: -hmm. Fidich is gone, huh?
4: Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. her name is Miss Matthews, Mm -hmm. and she's teaching us all kinds of arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. Like uh, making baskets out of grass, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. and making ashtrays with clay, mm-hmm. and all uh, oh, all kinds of crafts. Now, that mm-hmm. sounds
1: mildly fascinating, sis. Well, what do you like best? Which craft?
4: Sure. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I want to learn, but they don't teach that craft.
1: What do you mean they don't teach that craft?
4: Don't teach witchcraft. No, no, no. I... No, I asked the teacher. I... She said, no. Well, they don't teach it. Don't teach what? What you said, witchcraft.
1: Oh, fiddle.
4: Miss Maggie says, now children, she says, now children, we're going to learn arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. And she says, what would you like to learn best, Timmy, witchcraft? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, answer the question. And I said, I did. And she said, witchcraft. And I said, yes, ma'am, witchcraft, because if I could ride a broom... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I know. Now, now look, sis, it's been very nice talking to you, but I got a little work to do here, so if you don't mind... Oh,
4: gee, i like to stay and help you, mister, but I have to go now. Mm -hmm. I have to meet my mama downtown. She's down at the saloon.
1: Well, that's... Your mother's at the saloon?
4: Mm-hmm. The Wistful Vista Saloon of Beauty. She's getting a haircut. Oh,
1: I... Well, that's not saloon, teeny. that's salon, sis. Go on, mister. <laughs> Cute kid. But that ain't getting Aunt Sarah's picture hung. I can just get this dead-ratted desk drawer open to get the screwdriver to pry the lid off the toolbox to get the thing to fix the hammer to hang the picture. I'll... Oh, hey, set. did you get that
2: picture hung
1: yet? Because uh... now what? Oh, the screwdriver I need to pry open the toolbox is in this desk drawer and look at it.
2: It's locked. Well, unlock it. Do you know where the key is? Yes. Where?
1: In the toolbox.
2: Oh, this is ridiculous. I'll
1: say it is.
3: Fibber and Molly return in just a moment. You know, a lot of vacations start as a daydream and end as a daydream for lack of money. That needn't happen to you. You can have extra money when you need it. Simply join the payroll savings plan for buying United States savings bonds. When your bonds mature, you'll get back $4 for every $3 you invest. There's your extra money, your vacation, both guaranteed. Ask your employer about buying United States savings bonds to the payroll savings plan. Then join. <laughs> heard on tonight's transcribed program, where Bill Thompson is Wallace Wimple and Arthur Q. Bryan is Dr. Gamble. The part of Teenie was played by Teenie. And here are Fibber and Molly to say, good night.
2: Good night, all.
3: This is John Wald reminding you that Fibber McGee and Molly will be back tomorrow night at the same time.
1: Hey, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean tomorrow
3: night? You mean next week we won't be back tomorrow. You'll just be week. here tomorrow, Fuster. That's all. Same time. Okay. Good night. Here, Can You Top This? Tonight on the NBC Radio Network.